0: What's your dream? What's your goal? What's your motivation? What's important to you? What's your passion? What can you do to change the world? This is What's Involved. Conversations with thought leaders and change makers from around the world. Hear stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate people like you to live your life, find your passion, and live your dream. Together, we can all bring positive change to our world. Now, here's your host, David Watts. Once again, it is What's Involved. And this time, I
1: thought we'd have something a little more lighthearted, although it does talk to some uh, of the more darker, irritating subjects in life. Uh, what am I talking about? Well, I am talking about Madame and Eve 2022 annual, and it's unmasked, and I'm joined now uh, by one half of the dynamic duo responsible for Madame and Eve, and that's Rico. How are you doing, Rico? I'm well, thank you. Well, it's great to have you on the show with us, uh, and thank you for taking the time out and, and uh, sharing some of this info with us. I'd like to start off right at the very beginning, though. So tell me a little bit uh, about Rico. Where were you Where were you born and bred and, and grew up, and, and when did you decide that art, cartooning, illustrating was something for you?
2: Well, I was actually born in Austria and uh, came South Africa when I was like uh, Two years old. So I basically grew up here. I uh, grew up first in Durban and most of my life in Joburg. And I was drawing and doodling cartoons and comics um, all over school desks and school books and things, basically, you know, as soon as I could hold a pencil. And I always wanted to do this kind of thing. There weren't many options. So you went through the phase of studying for, you know, the the, the real job. Um, <laughs> I studied a bit of graphic design, which I was good at everything except graphic design itself. And um, you know, just did a bit of architecture as well. And then um Eventually, as somebody of my generation, the, the, the whole uh, army thing, uh, you know, conscription, and after that, uh, now I came out and then, and and then I saw there was a magazine start called Laughing Stock. Um, so this was in '89. Uh, it was basically like a, a punch magazine for South Africa. And I thought, oh, this is great. So I went up there, went up there to show my portfolio and stuff. And the editor was ill and the, other day, the guy, the guy I met was actually sort of the stand-in for to do the interview was Stephen, Stephen Francis, who uh, funny enough, had just come back from the dentist. So he was a uh, was slightly in pain and off defects of Nova Game. <laughs> so we had a very, <laughs> a very strange interview, but he liked my work and then I joined the the staff there drawing cartoons and things for a while while the magazine lasted. Um, and that, that's where we met. And then many years later, we, we joined up with a third partner, Harry Dougmore, uh, we were sort of freelance and we do all various things, but one of the things, uh, that then uh, weekly mail was looking for, a, a comic a sort of satirical cartoon strip. And we, and Stephen came up from his, when he first came to South Africa, and he, he uh, he married a South African and, yeah, we went to stay with his mother-in-law, and as we kind of uh, encountered the whole uh, living domestic workers, very South African setup, we thought that's that's very strange and and sort of. Um, you know, the kind of material for, for satire. That was the setting we then eventually uh, settled on for the for the comic strip. And yes, and all my cartooning and stuff was all self-taught, uh, all the drawing and art, um, basically looking at all the things that I really enjoy in the cartoons and, and just trying to find my way in, and teaching myself how to draw cartoons.
1: Wow. Now, when 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 you guys first put your heads together and came up with this concept, uh, uh, and you were going to call it Madam and Eve, did you have... Any sort of idea of where it was going to go to
2: uh, none at all um, I mean the title
1: sort of came first in the setting uh,
2: uh, and we did some sort of sample drawings and took it to 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 uh, to the weekly mail and and they loved it and I thought it was just a uh, you know, we thought, we'd, you know, it'll run for a little bit. And, um, no, it actually really found a niche and a resonance with the audience. I mean, so much so that they started using those original sample cartoons from the word go. So that the early characters look a lot different from the, from the, from the, the current version. And, and then we kind of expanded it and we thought, well, it's going to do it weekly. Let's see if we can expand it to the daily papers. And, um, and the idea inspiration essentially was uh, the American political uh, comic strip Dunsbury. Um, that was sort of, a, you know, the way it approaches things, that was a sort of a inspiration. And then uh, the other cartoons we liked was Calvin Hobbes and the Farsight. All those had an influence on, on sort of the mix of the political satire and the sometimes really wacky, you know, of, well, this sort of side style, you know.
1: Now, the amazing thing, and I said it just before before we got into this interview, I said to you, it kind of feels like you guys have been around my whole life. Um, and then I went on to say, um, when did you start this? 1992 did you, you started? it? And, and to me, 1992 seems like just yesterday, but that's 30 years on. I know it's actually scary to think
2: about. <laughs> I've been mean, drawing this book, not, not necessarily every day, but basically nonstop for thirty years. Yes, and it's quite a uh, um, considering. Uh, I mean, some cartoonists have been around longer, just for the international ones. I mean, to our to our sadness, Calvin Hobbes only lasted only was only around for ten years. Believe it or not, right. and uh, yeah, no, we kind of um, just went along, changed with, sort of with the times, you know, uh, um, and we had, we had no idea. I mean, essentially it was, it was as long as the audience resonates with it and the readers love it, we'll keep doing it because we enjoy it. And a lot of our material is kind of self-generating because it looks at politics and things and and, 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 uh, that mix of daily lives uh, and and covering basically everything. So we can have some fun occasionally. And then we go into those hardcore satire.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm sitting here, I'm gobsmacked. Anyway, listen, uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, uh, we're going to be chatting and continuing our chat with uh, Rico, uh, the autistic side or the cartoon cartoonist, got it right eventually, uh, of uh, Madam and Eve. We're talking about the, the latest offering, uh, Madam and Eve, the 2022 annual. It's called Unmasked, back
0: in just a bit. You're listening to What's Involved with David Watts. Have you been to our website? Check it out, www.whatsinvolved.com. And while you're there, click on the coffee mug icon and buy David a cup of coffee. He'll love it.
1: And we're back. What's Involved it is. My special guest is uh, Rico of uh, Madam and Eve fame. Now... Rika, I can imagine in the beginning you came up with a concept. You didn't really know, you know, where, where it was going to go, whether how much legs it had, um, and it's obviously grown and grown, and it's and it's still an absolute favourite. Now, what what comes first in terms of the creative process? Um, does uh, does Stephen come up with 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 sort of um, uh, the storyline, and then you? Should sort of draw according to that. How does that work? Um, first, first thing that comes up is sort of a basic concept of a theme.
2: Uh, what do you want to deal with? Uh, you know, just uh, if we if we latch onto a you know, a, a news story and what, what could be the angle. Uh, it can also be a visual gag. Sometimes we play with visual ideas and then essentially uh, there's a script first. Um, Steven can actually can draw, uh, let's say he does these thumbnail um, rough uh, sort of sketches which I then use as a basis, uh, you know, to basically draw up the cartoons, but, you know, pace it, space it, need some editing sometimes, uh, you know, it gets too crowded, or especially with the larger, the weekly ones that I know in the Daily Maverick uh, are basically like a, a mini story that we're telling. So that might need quite a lot of visual work. So it depends It depends on on what it is. Um, and, <clears throat> but essentially it's, it's concept. I mean, that can come from, I mean, Stephen spends most of his time in in, in york these days so i often have enough sheet stories and uh, he picks up uh, news and things and then just see what angles what fresh you know what fresh ways to look at it i mean we've had like load shedding for ad nauseum and it looks like it's become so normalized it's not permanent um you know and we're kind of thinking okay what is, is, are there any load-shitting jokes left? <laughs> 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 yeah, turns out there are, but um, you know, it's, it's just a kind of um, we in this. Yes, we seem to be in this perpetual cycle of where, where things just uh, the more they change, the more they stay the same. You know. That the, um, but uh, essentially, that is the process. It's script, uh, then I, I I work it up into a cartoon, a finished cartoon strip, and then send it off to the various where it goes, newspapers, and then we also put it on all our social media,
1: etc. Now, when when you first started out, uh, did you did you sort of draw cartoons? In in the, the the way that I would picture in my head, um, you know, you sitting at your your drawing desk and and hand drawing and colouring each and every frame, so to speak.
2: Yeah, that, that's. I mean, we predate uh, Photoshop, even predate email. I mean, it was it was done. I mean, I still draw on paper. Um, uh, all the colour work that gets scanned into the computer, all the colour work, the final processing. That's all. Um, yeah, you know, done done by you know Photoshop these days, but in the, when we started out, yes, it was basically hand drawn. I still hand letter as well, um, and it was it, it was even further than that to get it to the newspapers. Um, you know, there was no email or anything, so we had to literally photocopy these sheets, which was a whole. We used to send up a whole week of the let's say the daily cartoons, or the one that went into the weekly mail mail and guardian. and then we literally like to run to. We used to drive. I used to drive in. Um, I think it was yeah. It was it was a Wednesday morning into the Star, and then drop a whole pack of envelopes off every week, which went into what they called overnight bags. And so these were sent in the internal mail system to all the you know the newspapers and the Cape Times and Mercury and, and, you know, and, and all these places that were sort of in that group. Um, the, the, the arrangement of the newspaper groups has kind of uh, changed quite a lot. Um, But it was quite uh, the physical pieces of of art. And then the the way we did the colour, we literally had to send the original was sent in. And then hopefully a few months we get them back so they could scan them. And those big drum scanners that they used to use. So, uh, when email came along, firstly, you know, they couldn't even send a big file. So, so (laughs) you keep it as small as possible. You know, those attachments would crash, you know, with the old.
1: Sure. uh, Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Way before then, that that old dial up tone that you used to get. And, yeah. And and so, so, Madam and Eve have essentially been through. Great change in transition uh, in the country, and yet they 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 still essentially the same. Because when when we went through the 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 90, uh, 94 it was uh, and we had the elections and everything. Um, Eve was was quite uh, quite happy about being liberated, and uh, there was a lot of play on on those situations. But uh, nowadays they, they seem to have settled into. Um dare we say the, the the it's like comfortable, like a bit like an old slip. If you've been married for 30 years, then then this is the way uh they would carry on. Where did where did because uh, was Mother Anderson in it right from the beginning? No, she wasn't. I mean, the original
2: uh sort of setup was um, you know, that that change over the 9294, um, you know, and, and Eve was sort of teaching and and and, and guiding madam into the you know, new South Africa. And, and there's a lot of humor then we we you know we couldn't use today. You know, it is just it's it's just it was funny then because it was ironic, it is no longer funny because it's, things still haven't changed to a degree, which is you know, sort of strange. And then the kind of relationship eased off a bit and then we brought Mother Anderson in originally as uh, um, Gwen, Madam's mother from the UK, and she was sort of this colonial, you know, borderline racist, and the conflict sort of started between her and Eve, and the, people absolutely loved that character and um, so, uh, you know, and then then she came back and stayed um, and actually one of the funny stories is is, is um, <laughs> that one one of the early strips which she had a she had a uh, mother Anderson, had a twin sister that arrived, and then we got the the names mixed up, and actually sent the wrong mother Anderson back. Nobody noticed. <laughs> 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 so, so Edith Edith stayed, but she was actually the wrong one, and um, and then eventually we we introduced Tandy, the the little niece and uh, of. of of, of um, Eve, and then we had we added to the whole sort of uh, another generational kind of uh, gap and, and conflict, and I think that's essentially where the humor arises. Those, those 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 you know, those conflicts and gaps. You know, as gentle and as and as, as you know, loving as they are, you know, there is that kind of. of, of relationship to the point that where mother Anderson and Tanya essentially monopolize a lot of the stri- of the cartoon strip you know and actually
1: rename it but it's a bit late for that yeah and, that, and to me that's also amazing how these characters seem to almost develop a life of their own and, and develop unique traits and personalities etc cetera, etc cetera. um I just think one of the things I've always found absolutely fascinating is is you know these these cartoon strips get published either, as you say, either weekly or or, or daily in some instances. And it's, it's a strange type of art because, you know, in the in the good old days, when you read a newspaper, you read the newspaper, you had a good old chuckle and out went the newspaper. Um, And to me, annuals and I've still got lying around somewhere in a box. I've got uh, some of the Madame and Eve collections going back a couple of years. And I, I just love every now and again, discovering it and paging through it, because it's like this, this satirical look, as you say, uh, sort of the history of our country. Um, What do you feel like that? I mean, do you feel like it's, it's, it's a, it's a very much a a sort of, trans you know, it's, it's here today, gone tomorrow type of art that you guys put all this blood, sweat, and tears in, um, or do you think it is something, and, and that's why annuals are popular?
2: It's 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 a bit of both. I mean, it is transitory. Often, you know, headlines come and go. I mean, I, I look at some of the older, you know, I sometimes look in the older um, books and I can't remember what the joke's about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if it's like from, you know, 2001 or 2002, I don't know. You know. Um, but um, it, it's a combination of both because it's sort of a diary. Every book is essentially a year a compilation of the year's cartoons, and it's like a diary of what happened, what was in the national psyche, also what we could make fun of, uh, what worked as humour. Um, and, um, you know, what what sort of obsessed at the time. I mean, uh, I, I just couldn't believe, like, at the 2010 World Cup, you know, how many Wuruzela jokes we made. <laughs> it was like an endless source of humour you know, the world over. And, and now you think, oh, what was with all the and And... Um, yeah, so it's so it's both. I mean, sometimes it just, it just comes and, and goes. And also, um, what's interesting, uh, you know, when we started, you know, there was no social media. And so your, your audience feedback would be, you know, when you when you publish the annuals and you get readers, they want the book signed, you have a chat with them, and they just love it. And also it was always gratifying how young so many of our readers continue to be over years that we have like nine, 10 year olds. who just love, just love the, the, you know, the the characters and the cartoon strips, which also always, um, uh, guided us in terms of what adult content we could put in, you know, how risque we could be. Um, but, but also then, you know, and, and, and the feedback we would get at the time would be the art readers letters, you know, either outraged or supportive, you know, in in the star or whatever newspaper we get in. And then, uh, you know, it came email and then came, you know, we had a website and people would contact you and, and then come social media where feedback can be instantaneous and it was kind of a new world, you know, when Facebook and Twitter kind of came about um, and Instagram. And suddenly your engagement with, with readers as, you know, we kind of like, yeah, you know, about 12 hours, 24 hours, or sometimes on the same level as, as, as the printed material, you know, and then suddenly you get, if, if you offend somebody, you you, you hear about it right away <laughs> and, yeah. and that added, yeah. And that added sort of, um, that it, may, it it's, it's kind of there in perpetuity on, on, on somewhere in the web, you know, on, on the, on the cloud, as they say, but it's also a continual, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's here, here now, gone tomorrow, and um, and we have no illusions about that. I mean, the way that we create the cartoons, it's a very minimalist storytelling. Um, so, this, all we put in is what is necessary to tell the joke, and everything else that is not necessary or, or uh, get in the way of the rhythm and so it gets left out.
1: Now, you mentioned earlier on, of course, in terms of of. Uh, what you can talk about and about the sort of adult type content because you have youngsters uh, reading uh, the, the the comic strip as well. What has always appealed to me is that that there's a layers there's layers in there and there's a subtlety in there. Um, you know, at first look, it might just be a funny little thing and the kids would laugh at the expressions on the faces or whatever. But then, you know, you you tend to see more and more of of where you guys are going and what you are now pointing fingers at. Have you ever Gotten into a lot of trouble for flying a little too close to the political sun.
2: Not as such. Um, we've had. We've always been very uh, uh, conscious about you know what what works in in terms of humor in the tone of a cartoon strip. Um, there's there's certain things we we always consider. Is is it you know in bad taste or, or, or disrespectful to let's say victims of violence or HIV or something to make humour and what 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 can we make work with our characters in our setting? What can we write about with conviction? Um, you know, or from, from experience, or, or what what can we make? Um, but uh, and, and we've made a few errors. I mean, where there's some of them were just timing or, or we didn't know. I mean, for instance, uh, there's two there's two two times where we kind of like had to. You know um as I say hold the presses and go back to the drawing board very <laughs> very quickly is the one where the Hansi Premier thing came out. Oh yeah and yeah. you know the scandal and and at first nobody thought it was impossible those allegations you know and there were those four phone calls uh to the the, the Indian bookies I am not recall yes, it sort of like yes. broke and we had that strip where he was he was actually ordering Indian takeaway food you know and <laughs> <laughs> it was misunderstood and as we were finishing the cartoon strip, literally, you know, the news broke, he confessed, you know, no, you did actually take, you know, the bri- the, the, the money of the bribes and stuff. We you throw that one out there. And, and there was another case where, um, we had, I think it was in the Taubo area. era, there was some event where uh, they got some really shoddy contractors to put up a stage and was blown over by some wind, et cetera. And we had a lot of fun with it. And it turns out somebody got really badly injured and actually, I think, um, ended up in a wheelchair. And we didn't know that at the time, so that cartoon was pulled just before publication. Um, just sure. out of respect, you know. To, but uh, politically, no. I mean, we kind of, um, we, we set a tone. I mean there's a sort of a gentle humor to it. Um uh, we try and you know obviously we stick the knife in, but we kind of wrap it in that gentle humor and the silliness and, and
1: mm, Yeah, that, that sort of playful place. irreverence is 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 there as well. Since since it's it started out, um how has your 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 readership your demographic changed? Because um, I know amongst amongst my mates uh, back in the nineties it was it was very much a, a kind of you guys look a little bit like your lefties and, and and you know this is this is it's funny but you know let's not get out of hand here and you know the the concept of black people reading and, and enjoying Madam and Eve we, we, I never saw that happening at that stage. How does it look now? Um, it's, it's
2: hard to say. I mean, um, it depends where where we appear. I mean, it was it, it reflects um, who you know who is the reader of the media. Let's say the Daily Maverick, who the readership is, and who gets passed on, who gets shared around. Um, that I think we 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 kind of were at a peak in the late '90s when newspapers were between the late '90s and towards the the, the World Cup, you know, the 2010. I think we're newspapers and that whole media before, uh, you know, we're basically at their peak. I mean, when, when, you know, circulations of things like The Star were in the million and that kind of thing, you know, and then where our, our kind of readership engagement was was the strongest. And I think now, you know, to be honest, we've been around so long as sort of part of the furniture. I um, newspapers have declined and to the sense of, um, it It's kind of a strange mix we have some some really young generational fans where we have got have gotten it on um but I don't actually have any 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 sort of hard figures about who you know who reads
1: it mm. uh, it would be it would be interesting because i think it's it's south african humor and it 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 does definitely appeal across the board um We're going to take a break. When we come back, though, we're going to be uh, wrapping it up and then talking just a little bit about uh, the contents of this 2022 annual. This is What's Involved. My special guest is Rico of uh, Madam and Eve fame,
0: and we'll be back in just a bit. This is What's Involved. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. More next. And we're back.
1: What's involved, my guest, is Rico uh, of uh, Madam and Eve fame, one of the dynamic duo. Uh, Rico, the the annual. So basically, uh, is it is it just a collection of the years, comic strips that you've done and, 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 and your comments that you made? And is it sort of a look back or are you very selective in how you put it together?
2: Um, it is essentially a collection of, of the year ending August this year, end of August this year, from 1st September, uh, last 2021. So it's that for that, the cartoons of that period. We leave a few out, but essentially it's, it's, it's. It's, it's basically virtually the whole year's worth, worth of cartoons. Uh, we leave a few out that are hard. You know that at the time, it might you know it might need to do a lot of explaining for context or something, you know as, as new stories come and go, etc. But essentially, it's it's a diary of that of that period, and I sort of call it the third of, the, of our um, uh, COVID trilogy um, because we had in. <laughs> an- <laughs> Well, in 2020, we had the, uh you know, days of our lockdown lives, you know, in the lockdowns. And then we had last year's collection was called, you know, Family Meetings. Um, which was this, and this was sort of the intentionally quite a cheerful looking cover and a, and a theme and unmasked, you know, that kind of relief from the. And also when we we're compiling this, I think things are just generally looking quite gloomy you know it's hard work coming up with, with sort of the lighter side of
1: things you know um yeah i must say i must say it is it's it's a very bright and 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 happy cover with masks being flung up in the air and uh, the sun is shining and it's it's great but i mean i just think back to those days you know that mask on mask off mask on mask off um and then suddenly it's like the world all went, again, okay, now we've done enough COVID. Now we're going to stop. COVID will no longer exist. And suddenly you don't hear anything about it anymore. You know, we, <laughs> yes. we go from from doom and gloom, the whole world is locked down to, yeah, okay, now we're done with it now. And I keep thinking to myself, you know, we were religiously watching the COVID, the daily infection rates and everything. I can't tell you when last I looked at anything or saw anything come across any of my news feeds about COVID.
2: I think in South Africa, no, I mean, I mean, it's still there. It's sort of become endemic, you know, it's like bad flus. It's, it's, I mean, obviously getting vaccinated and all that is still important. I mean, there's, if you, if you follow the news, there's still places in the world where it hits big time, you know, parts of China and places like that, you know, so, so mm. we might get, we might get it again. Who knows, you know, but it's currently, it's kind of, it kind of feels like it's wrapped and it's out of the national psyche and it's a relief we've kind of, you know, the, We've, yeah, well, so sort of done and dealt with, and lived through it. Um, I've been, I've been,
1: a, I've been struggling over the last two weeks. Yeah, probably about two weeks, um, with uh, what was diagnosed as a viral chest infection. And the first thing is, when looking at everything like that, I'm like, doctor, I don't need to go for a COVID test. Don't worry, it's just it's a viral infection. There's lots of it going around. You're probably not going to die, so you know, suck it up, princess. Um, which, which is which is pretty much what I've, I had to do. Um, feeling like I've I had a small pony sitting on my chest, as opposed to um, the, the, the sort of elephant that you hear about in in other COVID cases. And mm-hmm. when I was at the doctor that day, I was like. Is this could it be COVID? He's like, well, maybe, but you know, why bother? You've been you've been vaccinated, you're not going to get it as badly as other people. So just have a nice day. Yes. Take a rest. Do whatever. So yeah, it's, it's 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 very, very interesting. But where now, before I, I, I let you go, this uh this is one of those, because normally when I chat to to people and authors, et cetera, et cetera, about their books, I'm like, obviously it's available in all good bookstores and online, but to me, you would never get a, a Madame and Eve annual online. Is it available like that, or is it just? Yes, it is. I mean, it's, it's available. You know, all the
2: all the uh, the online bookstores you get online. Um, you know, it's loot. Mm-hmm. we don't you know we don't ourselves we don't have an online store it's not um you know it's, it's more effective just to, to 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 use the the bigger distributors exclusive books and um and Louis Tinchikana themselves who are a co-publisher you know the publisher of the book um you know they're all it's all available online or a good bookstore support the bookstores I mean it's 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 uh you
1: know it's yeah but there's just something thing. there's something about about these annuals. And and I remember it was like, for me, one of the best things is after the sort of Christ, Christmas morning rituals have been done and there was the opening of presents, et cetera, et cetera. And that period just before you were expected to sit down to lunch was just sort of lying on the carpet and just paging through and just laughing hysterically. And uh I don't think you're gonna get that from a digital version, it's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I mean, there are no digital versions per se. I mean, you can order the book online. That's what oh yes, do. okay, all right, but no, it's not no inv- available inv- no. in. Okay, good, good. No, yeah. no,
2: because no, the the e the e-books don't handle the graphics very well. Um, yeah, and it's just, so so it is still, you know, the good. physical book is is still uh, the edition, good. and I think they're they yeah, they're I think they're treasured, they're collected. I mean, no, we absolutely. have this we have this very uh, strange thing we have noted that that. You know we've been around so long that I you know every now and then I pop into a secondhand bookstore and I see complete collections that have obviously been in somebody's estate or something <laughs> that have ended up and being sold to a second bookstore bookstore. So if you keep your eyes open, you can actually find all like sometimes 20 or 30 of these. I mean this is but- the thirty second annual.
1: I was actually going to ask about that because, you know, do you do sort of back catalogue back orders? Because as, as I'm talking to you and thinking about uh, my collection mouldering away in a box in a storeroom somewhere, I'm like, hang on a second, I'm all fired up now. I want to I get those things out or get my hands on some new ones and look after them properly this time. Uh, is there a demand for that? Do you do that? No, not really. I mean, it's it's the numbers are just too small to actually uh,
2: go into reprints. I mean, there was a, there was a time when we did, but that was like the 90s, you know, when when sales were much uh sort of higher and uh, you know the the, yeah, the the sort of south african publishing you know it's very li- lively but also very crowded and uh, so so there's a lots of titles coming on lots of books being sold but the actual uh, you know the, the heyday of 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 you know like the madame nieve selling tons, tons of books that that's no longer the case and we still like them and i mean buy them and they make great christmas gifts you know stockings stocking, i was actually going to say it's a, it's a fantastic yeah, Sure. You know, so, but, uh, generally there, there's a few sort of, uh, titles that are still around and available, etc. but, uh, you know, and then secondhand bookstores, you know, although, although they don't, they don't end up there, very, which is gratifying to us, you know, they don't end up in secondhand bookstores often, which is always a good, good sign, you know, that people keep them and, like, and hang on to them and love, you know, and, 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 and pass them on to their kids. I mean, that's, what's one of the such interesting things where we see, we'll meet like a nine or 10 year old who's just read, all of them since, you know, the whole, since the first Madame and Eve, in 19, I think 93, the first one came out that has read all of them had I, and, and laughed and found them funny, even though probably not understanding half the political you know, references, yeah. but that, that's great. I mean, that's, that's, and, and, and for us, it's, it's essentially, as long as we have that audience engagement and, and, and resonance with the audience, we'll keep, we'll keep doing it. It's fun.
1: Wonderful stuff. Well, that wraps it up. Uh, Rico, thank you so much. And and thank you as well from the bottom of my heart for Madam and Eve because um, it's taken me through many a dark time and uh, uh, there's always some light involved and I really, really do enjoy it. You guys have done amazing work and and I I do hope that you continue to do so. Before I let you go, though, one one question I always like to ask my guests is – What's next? What's next for Rika? Have you got something uh you know, you got some irons in the fire? What are you planning? Um,
2: not much at the moment. I mean, it's kind of uh, you know, we obviously with Man and Me I and I carry on. Um and I mean I do a lot of other work um, as a freelancer, you know, I do I do uh editorial cartoons like Daily Maverick and uh Business Day and you know, a lot of educational work but i think i've been i've i've the one thing I've always wanted to i mean i do like children's illustrations for things like the Nabali Literacy organization and things and then there's there's a couple of children's books in that have been brewing just to have some fun with that <laughs> in brewing in 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 my mind and in my sketchbooks that I think I need to take the time off and actually get time to get
1: them done. I think that's a fantastic yeah. idea. Awesome. Well, Rico, thank you once again. And uh for, for all from all the Madam and Eve fans, I say thank you. Um I've got a I've got a friend who who uh is in Nelsprate, and uh she has uh, a gentleman that works for her, um, and he's kind of he's kind of like the jack of all trades. And they they bicker like an old married couple, and and their nicknames for themselves is Madam and Steve. <laughs> because his name is Steve, and, and uh, it's, it's, it certainly is uh, It's pervasive in our culture. So thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. There we go. Wrapping it up for this edition of What's Involved. Uh, go out and get it. It's a fantastic uh, annual. Madam and Eve, uh, the 2022 annual, it's called Unmasked. Uh, great Christmas gift as well. And just get some get some light entertainment uh, over this festive period. Um, and uh, as I said, coming to an end there, to each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care,
0: and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Involved. We hope this episode inspires you to find your passion and live your dream. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. And to see what's happening, what's going on, and what's coming. Follow What's Involved on Facebook and Twitter at What's Involved. Thanks again for listening.